Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the dog and pony show in Russia. Number two, the House Democratic exodus. And number three, how China isn't living up to its end of the deal. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top story this morning, what is happening on the border between Russia and Ukraine? Uh, You know, it looks like that kind of somber press conference that President Joe Biden gave yesterday was really a foreshadowing, to be honest, about what's happening on the ground right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I was taken aback yesterday by Biden's uh, remarks on, on Russia and Ukraine, basically suggesting that. Um, without saying it, suggesting that he's not completely, that the U.S. does not completely believe that um, Russia's pulling back its troops, as Moscow, as the Kremlin said. Um, And and this morning we have some evidence that they actually are not, um, because this morning uh, on uh, there's several people, several uh, senior officials across the globe that are suggesting it's not the case that the that Russia is actually amassing more troops at the border. Uh, that came from the the British Defense Minister. It came from uh, the Secretary General of the UN that actually said, and he actually said in in Brussels this this morning, ahead of a visit with um, uh, Defense U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, that it appears that Russia is increasing its troops at the at the uh, Ukraine border. So I, I think it's worth noting what has um, what has the uh, uh, the the con- what is the Congress doing? The Congress is doing nothing here. Um, yesterday, the leadership um, issued a sternly worded statement. So that must have Vladimir Putin shaking in his in his boots in the Kremlin that Mitch McConnell and, and Chuck Schumer and some committee chairs issued a sternly worded statement after months of saying they were going to sanction Russia, they were going to sanction them beforehand, et cetera, et cetera. So um, quite the uh, the situation unfolding right now uh, for NATO. And, and listen, Biden said yesterday, uh, an attack against any any NATO allies, attack against all NATO allies, a, 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 a reiteration of the Article 5 commitment that NATO allies have that has not been invoked since 9-11, um, and said, listen, even asymmetric warfare, cyber warfare is a, a um, uh, they view as a, obviously as a um, aggressive and, and proactive measure that they'd have to strike back against. So, you know, despite everything we hear, Anna, in, in Moscow and and uh, from from the Russian the Russian government, it, it, a very dangerous and a very scary situation. Yeah, there's not a lot of tools in the toolbox here, though, right? I mean, if you're President Joe Biden, you're trying to show you know strength, as he clearly was trying to do yesterday in his press conference. Uh, the ominous tone, uh, the kind of the the language he used, as you just described. But Congress and and the Senate in particular, right? We've seen fits and starts where you kind of had this bipartisan. Uh, work being done, um, you know, led by Senator Menendez and and Senator Jim Risch in this kind of bipartisan group that was going to try to figure out whether they were going to do sanctions before any kind of escalation or even after. And that has really, uh, the the air has been let out of the balloon on that one, right? I mean, when you're just kind of having a, a statement by leadership 
that that's tough. And I, you know, it's a, it doesn't really seem like the U.S. has its act together in some ways when it comes to this. Um, you know, kind of escalation, particularly because there's so little appetite for actual putting U.S. troops on the ground here. Yeah, you know, um, I, I will say, I mean, there the big kind of disagreement here was was between the United States, but between the Congress, Republicans and Democrats in Congress. They say it's a um, it's a minor point, right? They say that. They disagree on whether to put in sanctions at the beginning before before uh, a, a potential invasion or after they were kind of caught on that. And the, the White House did not want did not want uh, sanctions before a, a a possible invasion. So when you take that when you have that disagreement, I mean, Democrats had to had to follow them. And, and that's a that's a difficult situation. So that's that was the arrow that the U.S. had in its quiver. Right. And that's the arrow that Congress which we cover had in its quiver, this idea that they could sanction them beforehand and they could um, uh, uh, scare the U.S. in that in that respect, or scare Russia, rather, in that respect. They didn't do that. They didn't want it. And that's where they've, that's where they've ended up. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Dun, dun, dun. The Exodus. Yes, you're welcome. Those are my uh, early morning uh, sound effects, Jake. I know you were. Yeah, that was nice. You could sing the Bob Marley song, Exodus, if you want. I could sing that. Well, I probably shouldn't sing that. That's probably not. So we'll just move on to the news, which we know a lot better than than the the tunes of of the day. Uh, 30 House Democrats have now retired or said they're not going to run for re-election this November. The most recent, of course, was Representative Kathleen Rice, the Democrat from New York, a 57-year-old former prosecutor in her fourth term in the House. I mean, it is just stunning to me how many Democrats in the House are opting for the exits, knowing obviously that it's going to be a tough year, knowing that all signs point to the direction that Republicans are going to take over control of the House, but wowzer, 30 retirements. That is a big, uh, that, that's, that's just a huge number. Yeah, it's a huge number. Um, so this is the most in three decades. And um, for Democrats, the biggest, the biggest, um, biggest retirement number in three decades, pretty much since 1992. Um, 30 House Democrats is a ton of Democrats uh, uh, retiring. Kathleen Rice, uh, her retirement yesterday, the 30th, represents a complete overhaul pretty much in the Long Island congressional delegation where Lee Zeldin and Tom Suozzi, a Republican and a Democrat, are both seeking their party's nomination to run for governor. I mean, Suozzi's probably not going to get it. Um, we can almost say that on, uh, certainly uh, given the strength of Kathy Hochul, the current sitting governor. Um, and uh, Lee Zeldin looks like he could get the Republican nomination, likely to get the Republican nomination. So... Um, that's where we are. I mean, listen, I, this is just, it's brutal. I mean, we, I spoke to Kevin McCarthy yesterday, uh, uh, midday and he said to me, and we put this in the newsletter this morning, he expects 35 to 40 Republic, uh, democratic retirements. We'll have to see about that. McCarthy, to be fair, he has predicting North of 30 for some time. Um, so, you know, a, a not, not a, not a great situation for House Democrats, and we quote a Democrat on background, a House Democrat saying, poll numbers are bad, we're going to lose the majority, so people are looking for the exits, and I think that's just it, Anna. 
I, I agree. I mean, I think the only thing I would add there, too, is just the kind of the pounding of the psyche, right? Like that just for rank and file and also for leadership and just, you know, kind of trying to slog it in day in and day out in Congress. We've certainly talked a lot about not only the majority, but just kind of how tensions and relationships have frayed. I mean, whether you look at the recent altercation between Representative Joyce Beatty and, you know, Representative Hal Rogers and just kind of the kind of post-January sixth environment up on Capitol Hill. Uh, I think that also plays into it. And also just like, you know, trying to slog through Biden's agenda and it doesn't appear like a lot more is going to get done here. Um, I, You know, when you talk to folks about it, I think there's just a lot of frustration and wondering, you know, why are they even up here anymore? Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think, listen, this is natural, right? This is a, a natural kind of turnover. And, and to be fair, uh, the longtime problem is that Democrats have not felt like they could get ahead in the in the Democratic caucus, given the a this the 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 lack of term limits, the the stagnant leadership structure. Those are all real contributory factors. Even if members don't say it, it's it it's those are real contributory factors. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning: Washington versus the world. The U.S. trade rep says China has not complied with trade deals. This is a big deal, Jake. Uh, You know, obviously, former President Donald Trump uh, versus China and the WTO was a major storyline of his uh, term in office. Trump lifted sanctions on Beijing after China allegedly agreed to buy more goods from the U.S. and normalize its trade practices with the globe. But it turns out that wasn't the whole story. Yeah, uh, China did not... um did not follow through. That's the main that's the main story here is that this this report which which is out this morning early this morning uh suggests that China has not only not complied with the US trade deal which is um uh which was cut during the Biden the, during the Trump administration rather it has not lived up to its commitment to um to uh, uh, uh normalize its uh its relationship vis-a-vis the WTO. So this is something that um, uh, a lot of China skeptics said last year and um, during the Trump or not last year, during last administration, during the Trump administration's um, uh, negotiations with the Chinese. And, and now it's coming to roost. All right. Before we let you go, I do want to just note we have had some movement here on government funding. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer filed cloture to set up a Thursday procedural vote on a short-term funding bill designed to keep federal agencies open until March 11th. But both sides believe a consent agreement is possible to shorten the floor proceedings. Uh, This move sets up a cloture vote tomorrow if there's no bipartisan agreement. Funding under the current CR runs out on Friday. Also, Jake, some news this morning on the White House wanting Thirty billion dollars in COVID aid. Yeah, the the administration wants thirty billion dollars in COVID aid. Going to be tough to get through the chamber, through the chambers, through the Senate mostly. Uh, uh, not going to be part of the government funding bill, most likely. But the administration is revving up to get a uh, to get a COVID to, to get a COVID relief bill. All right. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Just a reminder, Jake and I are going to be in person talking with Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo this morning at 9 a.m. You can watch that virtually if you go to our events hub and RSVP. Leave us a rating and review for The Daily Punch. It's the easiest way for folks to find out about our podcast. You can also subscribe to all things Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.